Blog Talk Radio. Thank 
Yo, welcome to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, here at G Radio, New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music, the music for your soul, guys. Sorry, we're having some audio issues tonight, but guess what? I got the most prolific, amazing songwriter, producer in the studio. Charles, welcome to G Radio, The Quiet Storm. Greg, thank you. Thank you. I'm great, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Hello to your vast worldwide audience, and more importantly, for giving me the opportunity to share some of the music of these fabulous people that I've been so blessed to work with. Oh, my God. Charles, you know what? First of all, as a producer-songwriter, the list of amazing people that you've worked with and produced for it's beautiful music. I mean, guys, we'll get into the list of people, but it is absolutely beautiful. That we just listened to, I don't know if it was quality sound or not, but we do have some. That was Meant to Be in Love, Cuba Gooding, of the main ingredient. So, Charles, let's, before we talk about that, let's talk about you, where you grew up, what made you become the famous, amazing person you are. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it all, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, but I, I think a lot has to do with our families and how we're raised. And uh, music was always a part of me. And it's just something that kind of organically, you know, everything seems like, well, wow, this happened, that happened. But it was always there. And there were some great opportunities I had. And then I decided, you know, I, I, I need to do this. And um, just sought out and, you know, let, when you have that passion for something, don't think of what can't happen. Just keep going. You know, just can't keep. Right. You know, the, the the most successful people, as you know, because you're one of them, are those that are the risk takers. And, and really, the biggest risk of all is playing it safe. So you know, right. you just got to right. follow your heart. You got to follow your heart. Right. 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 So Charles, you know what? Um, I listen. People listen to your music. You know, you've won all these awards. Um, meant to be in love. Um, as everybody knows, Main Ingredient was amazing group. Um, I think that I grew up listening to Main Ingredient. Kuba, um, I think he's maybe the only one that's still living on the Main Ingredients. I'm not sure. No, he but... pa- he passed two years ago, and um, oh, he was my 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 dear friend. And yeah, as a matter of fact, um, we had his services at the Apollo, and the family asked me to conduct them. And uh, wow. that's wow. the way I, it was kind of cathartic for me because when you lose, a, you know, all the people I work with are my dear friends. They're, they're family to me. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of cathartic because Cuba was an amazing character as well as a phenomenal singer. And there was a lot of humorous anecdotes I could share with his fans. And uh, it, 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 it was a mixture of laughter with the tears. So um, whenever I think but of him and I miss him. Right. Yes. But you know what, Charles? I, I, you know, you mentioned something because I'm, I'm in the music. I was, I'm in the music because I own a record label as well. I run a record label and a management company. But you said something as a producer and a writer that most producers and writers don't do. You are friends. You became friends with the people that you produced and wrote songs for. That is unusual. So I see the connection because I think when you put listening to your music, we're talking about some of the great. Chuck Jackson, O.C. Smith, Dionne Warwick, just to name a few. You, I've listened to those songs that you produce. Um, 
it's 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 beautiful because you can see and feel the connection. Um, is that the way you've, as a producer, songwriter, as we call you a singer's producer? That is that the connection that you feel that you when you sit down and write a song. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have the feeling, and then you know my job is look. I don't do the singing or anything, but it's to it's like holding up a mirror. And when you inspire someone, you know, to inspire each other, uh, because a lot of these people, when I work with them, they were already major stars. And we had right. some magic that, that, that occurred in the studio, and it's the chemistry, and it's the message in the song. you got to start off with a great song. You know, I tell people it's um, like in a, in a race. You know, you could have a great right. jockey, a great trainer, and all that. You need all that to win the race, but you got to start with the thoroughbred. And to me, the right. song is right. the fellow bread. <laughs> right. And you know what? Not to compare you, like, I look at you, I do look at you as one of the greats. I mean, because of Burt Bacharach, you know, those kind of, and, you know, I, I know Lionel Richie as well. You, you to me, are like your music, because you, I mean, people don't understand, like, George Benson, you wrote for George Benson, who is a legend. He was a legend. And that you're friends with these guys. Like, when you wrote Meant to Be in Love, what, how did that come about? I was just inspired about, you know, the great Tom Bell, who was my idol. Kenny Gamble, Tom Bell, those were the guys I, yes, I yes, thought yes. was great. And, sounds and I, got, I got, yeah, I got to meet Tom Bell. And, and Tom Bell said to me, he said, Charlie, remember this. this uh, you know, when you write about love, you're going to hit a big audience because you're either going to it or coming from it. I said, well, wait a minute. You're also in it. He said, that's right. I didn't think about it. And I, I remember that conversation when I spoke to a group of young people I, and I told them about the three categories that you're either going to it, uh, in it, or coming from it. And I said, uh, I suggest that you don't be in all three at the same time because it can be very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I've, <laughs> you, you know, before, before, before recorded music, um, the, there was the romantic poets, the Byrons, the Shelleys, right. you know, and then it right. was the Gershwins, the Cole Porters, and then, the, you know, the the, the, uh, uh, the Motown people, uh, Lieber Stoller, right. and all of that. They became the romantic poets, and I, I believe in romance. I believe in, in the, a good right. positive message. Um, it does something to the soul. But, Charles, but what's amazing is, like, I grew up listening to the quality of music that you produced. I love that. Um, it must you must cringe when you hear the music of today. Well, Greg, you know it's a tough business to 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 make it in. So anybody who does it, I I give them a lot of credit. But what happened is this music was was built by creative people, and then like businesses, as you know, and I'm sure a lot of people out there worldwide can relate to us when it gets too corporate. And to contrive. When you contrive anything, it's it's not genuine. And I right. think a lot of that took away from the you know it's the melody and the prettiness, and then synthesizers are great in their place, but you can't beat an orchestra for the type of music that we enjoy and we do that you play and, and you know I produce. So right. I, I think you have to look at it like a work of art, you know. Because when you produce, Charles, and you know, like people. Like you can hear the quality, the fifty-two piece orchestra, the violin, the production is unreal. I mean, like 
when you think about writing a song, is it that you find the artist, or is it that, or when you when you produce a song, producing and writing, you know, you know, they're different. But when you got a song that you have to produce, that is to, to me the most important part of parlaying it to the audience and saying, "Oh my God, this is incredible." When you produce, someone like. For instance, this, the song I just played, Meant to Be in Love, all right? When you said, did you sit down with the uh, with Kuba and say, okay, did you have a conversation or did you bring it to him or he brought it to you? How did that come about? Well, when I write a song, it comes through me and then I figure out who might be good to, to sing it. And Meant to Be in Love is a different song. Cuba uh, was one of the most unique voices ever that he sang. He was a tenor, and I mostly produced baritones, I guess, because, wow. you know, when I think of music, I, right. my voice is a baritone. So, you know, you kind of right. write that way. And um, But when it came out, you know, I said, oh, you know, who could do this? And I knew it would be right for Cuba. But Cuba was a tenor who could sing these high notes in full voice, no falsetto. The only one that comes right. to mind that I know that did that was Jackie Mosley. <laughs> And, right. and, you oh know, maintain God. the sweetness. <laughs> yeah, maintain the sweetness right. of the soul. So I thought that was the right fit for them. And that is the first step in production, matching the artist with the song. Wow. Right. And that's not happening today. I'm going to play, guys, I want to say this. We're having production issues. I mean, I mean, not production. I'm having audio issues. Right now, I'm going to play a song and by one of your best friends, O.C. Smith, okay? Um, my dear, my dear OC. soul, I miss him. Man, okay, I'm going to play something. Yes, I Will. Guys, don't go anywhere you're listening to. I, I apologize in advance for the quality of how this is coming about, but we're having, but we're making it work. I got the, I got we're the making best. it work, and they can, they can find it on YouTube, and they can find right, it at CD right. Baby, too. All the music you're playing right. is at CD Baby. Okay, I'll be, stay tuned. Here you go, guys. It's coming, guys. I'm having some issues. Thank you. 
You're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, here at G-Radio New York City, where you can find your classic soul, R&B music, the music for your soul. Um, guys, you know what? All my people, I see you out there. I got the great, amazing Charles Wallace. This guy, if you don't know who he is, get to know who he is. Um, Charles, O.C. Smith, O.C. Smith, he was one that was, guys, and again, I apologize for the quality sound of the music. That he was one of your best friends, right? Yes, he was. Oh my God, what a what a beautiful gentleman, a Gemini brother like me. He was the best. He was just an incredible singer. And I got to tell you about that song, Greg. That okay. um, we were warming up. Okay, so he he was going to do a sound check. We set up the microphones, and I went into the restroom, and I came out, mm-hmm. and my cousin John, God rest his soul, was there. He said, "Wow," he said, "He's ready." So what happened was he did it in one take, one take. And when he did it and I heard the playback, I said, you know what? No backgrounds. We got it. No background. He says, no background vocals on that. And that song was after, was on the, after all is said and done album was never released as a single. And despite the fact that it wasn't released as a single, it went to the number one spot in the UK on the soul charts. Wow. That's wow. how popular it was. Wow. So let me ask you, O.C. Smith, you know, he was one of the great back in the 70s, wasn't it? Was it back in the 70s, 70s 80s, 90s, 70s? up to the day yeah. he passed? Okay. What, you know what? Tell, tell us about him. Give us, well, he know, sang with the Count Basie band. Uh, Count Basie had a national contest to replace Joe Williams and O.C. won. And he was with the Basie Band. And, you know, you just don't sing with the Basie Band because you feel like it. No. And right. then he <laughs> went to – he went – he was signed to Columbia Records, uh, had won the Grammy for Little Green Apples, had a great career, and he was one of Clive Davis's first uh, stars. And then Clive right. had some issues at Columbia and left, and, you know, O.C. left, and um, right. his recording right. career kind of was so-so, even though he was working. And I always loved the guy, and we met one time right. – and got together and back on the charts and stayed together for the last 22 years of his life. Okay, you know what, Charles? You, you've been with some of them, like, amazing labels, Polydor, Warner Brothers, RSO. I mean, to get on those labels, you have to be that guy. That guy. That guy. Well, you, you, they had a feel then. that they they can they can they can utilize you, you know, you know. But at that time, they <laughs> they kind of didn't interfere with the creative process, you know. They just we right. would just go in and then turn over at the tape in those days, and that was right. it. And then it got got a lot different, a lot corporate later on. And then they wanted to make the artists. They didn't really want stars. They wanted kind of cookie cutter, generic. This way, they figured they can plug anybody in at any time and control the contracts right. and all that stuff. And we all saw how that worked out. Right. 
you know what? Being a, a what they call a singer's producer. What is your def, what is your definition of a singer's producer? One who caters to the artist. Wow. One who totally caters to the artist. Who, who 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 in other words makes it about the singer, makes everything about the right. singer as the star, and builds everything around him. Not say, well, here I'm the producer. This is off the rack. You know how I compare it to like a custom right. tailor as opposed to somebody just takes something off the rack and says, here, well, you're 46 long. Put this on. You know, it'll, it'll work. Right. Oh, it sucks. Okay. Guys, I want you to know that's not Emma barking in the background. That's Charles's dog. That's not my dog. I, that's not my dog. No, no, no. I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. That's that's Coco. He's, he is my partner. And uh, there's right. a party going on here, and I had to have custody of him. So, you know, right. he's, he's, he's a good boy. He, uh, he's the love of my life. Okay. Coco, be quiet. We're, we're, having... we're worldwide, Coco. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know, right? You're, def- you're worldwide in a big, big way. Because uh, most people yeah. know me and Emma, and Emma was always usually barking when I'm in the studio or whatnot. So, Charles, you know what, Charles? I'm going to – I, I want to play this next song. Um, I want to talk about uh, – George Benson, right? George Benson. Oh, but before we talk about George Benson, um, hold on a second. Before we talk about George Benson, I mean, you you simply, I mean, you simply find these amazing artists. Artists. I mean, and we're talking about great. Do you find them, or do you think of them? How does that come about? It, it kind of a mutual thing. George heard OC's one of OC's cuts on the radio, and George always liked OC and wanted to find out who produced him, and sent right. for me. And we've been friends now right. for 35 years and colleagues, and still working together. Oh wow, wow, really? Yeah. I mean, so it's all because, synchronicity. You know, like, you know how it is. It's all synchronicity. Right, right. Synchronicity. Oh my God, it is. It is simply one of the best ever. So we're going to do. Um, we're going to do the one for me. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Just 
Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, here at G Radio in New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music, the music for your soul. Guess who I have in the studio, if you guys are just tuning in? I got the amazing, the, that dude, that producer, that songwriter, Charles Wallet, Charles, George Benson, George Benson, George. That Benson. is a story behind that song. I got to tell you about that song. I came to George's house one day, and we were getting ready to do some stuff. He played the chords of that song, and he read the lyrics off a paper, Um, and the lyrics were written by the great Dan Hill, sometimes when we touch Mm -hmm. in your eyes, and we had nothing worked up on it. I said, George, hold on. I called my arranger, the great Joseph Joubert, to come the next day over George's house, get on the piano, did an arrangement of it, and again... You know, people talk about what a great guitar player George is, which is true. Right. And they were starting to talk about the guitar playing. So I wanted to do a piece where he would just sing and not play guitar. And again, that came out so fabulously that we didn't put backgrounds on. Wow. And And that's what came out. That's hard. That's hard. See, this is, this is as, you know what? I, when I was in the the music business, the reason I got into the business, because I can't sing. All right, I could play piano. Same with me. Violin. <laughs> you know what? I always, if, if Charles, Charles, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now if I could sing. I'd be on. I'll be a fifty-eight-year-old. <laughs> I'd be producing you, Greg. We'd be having a conversation <laughs> right, right. about what song we're doing <laughs> right, next. Right, right. But, but to do that, Charles, you know, you, Benson, like to to do a song, like you said, no background, and but it turns out beautifully. With no background, and people don't understand the quality of music when a producer, like, to sit down. George Benson is a great, and 
one of the greatest who ever. Ever, ever. But not only this song was about him vocally. Vocally. This song was about him vocally and the production value. And see, audience, listen, we have 7 million people in three countries right now listening to us. As you guys, listen, music is my life. Production, I... Charles Wallace, to me, is one, if not the best, you know, he's up there. He's, he's that guy. And if you listen to the production, production, now it's Charles Beautiful Music Wallace. That's what I'm going to call you from now on. That's <laughs> well, you know, it's you about, now. I'm a fan, Greg. I'm a fan. And one of the biggest compliments, humbly, is that George, his family members, his wife, the people he grew up with said that was maybe one of the best vocals he's ever done in his life. And again, I, I humbly take pride in that, in assisting. It's a teamwork. You know, we trust each other and in, in making that collaboration. Um, and, and I'm very happy the way it turned out. When people all over the world respond, that's the way we get love. You know, people, if you're in this for the money, you're not going to make a dime. You, you know, right. you got to be in it because you love it. And and right. and the, the the rest will take care of it. It's only so we can do more music. To me, it's all about the music. But but moreover, Charles, you like George Benton is known for. He's a guitarist. He's he's a the, one of the greatest guitarists ever, ever. And that's what was his claim to fame. Plus, you know, all the other. But you put him out there, like. If you listen to Benson's past stuff, he always had background. He always had background for the most yeah. part. This was so beautiful. Like, I mean, when you – like, like for instance, you listen to – to me, it sounds like you had an, uh, an orchestra in the background. So we did. When you, when you walk into the studio, because the producer – the producer – is that person that'll make or break you. I don't care what anybody say. The producer. The, pro- you, the producer, when the arrangement, when you walk into the studio and you got the orchestra. Now, when you lay like, guys, this is, do you have in your mind instruments? What do you want to hear? Because I listen to, we're listening, we listen to that, the one for me. I hear every piece of an orchestra. Is that something that you work out beforehand? How, how does that kind of that How does you that kind of have a, you know, you know what it is? It's kind of like a schematic that you have and then you fill it in. You, you, you always want to be open at the top. You know, I played quarterback and a lot of times right. you go in the huddle and you, you know that, well, they're going to be in the, you, you, you're going to figure you're going to call a play based on the defense. You think they're going to be in. Then you get to the line of scrimmage. They're in a different defense. You got to call, call an audible. An audible. So you're right. always you're always open and flexible to uh, to to enhance the whole thing, the finished product. Right. And right. that kind of fits and comes kind of organically. So a lot of times right. you have an idea, and you shouldn't lock yourself in too much. You should be open because you know, don't forget it's in your mind. When it actually right. unfolds, when you're using your other senses, you, you're hearing and your stuff like that, and you're going to start to think differently about it, possibly, and say, right. you know what, it might be this might be good for sax solo, this might be good for piano solo, this might be good for some background coloring here and there, and that kind of falls into place. And of course, with experience, 
but you always got to go by the feeling. Never right. the textbook, the feeling. Always go by the feeling. Right. Okay, I'm going to switch it up for a second. Guys, I'm going to say this, and I love saying this. Charles Wallace's best friend is Joe Namath. Joe Namath. We've Joe been Namath. close friends for a long time. He's a beautiful guy. No, beautiful it's, 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 not, it's not really Charles' close friend. No, come on. It's, you guys are, to me, look at it, best friends. Joe Namath, if you guys ever watched his interviews, and now you're listening to Charles, these guys are, you know what? It's the same. It's that New York thing that that your connection with Joe Namath. Tell us about Joe. How and how, well, you, you know, it's it's funny. I played quarterback, and I met Joe through the Kansas City Chiefs when I was a freshman in college. And right. we met, and we saw each other. And he's a few years older than I am, and and then. Um, we became friendly, and then he had a club called Baskers Three, and there was some controversy with Pete Rozelle, and they agreed to sell it. I became a partner in Baskers Three. Uh, somebody wow. sent me a headline, the anniversary of the moonwalk, and it said, "Forget uh, the moon, Joe's back," you know, because it was it was happening all around that time. And he's another Gemini brother. He is just a great, great guy. You know, when you go back that long for somebody, decades. And we're right. young guys, right. and we live the young life to the hilt, believe me. And now we're grandfathers. Right. right. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, we spent our parents and our family, and he's just a, a great guy. And one of my biggest fans, he's always been so supportive of me. And I, and all I, you know what I can say about Joe, like I could say about George and people like that, they, they're admired and loved by millions of people. And if you know them or got to know them the way I do, that would only multiply. That that's what good people right. they are. Wonderful people. Right. So Charles, let me ask you this. What motivates you? What is your motivation? Life. Life. Love. You know, life. I'm here, you know, God gave us all life. That's the gift. And he all gave us right. a gift. So you utilize right. it. You know, I love family, I love friends. I love fun. I, I love I love love, you know, and, and uh I think the best thing you could do is try to be happy and I like to make other people happy. That gives me joy altruistically. Um because right. that's good. I mean, think about if we all did that, you know, and I came right. up in an era in through world. music and sports in this country where that right. was great transition and healing and, and I think we need that now more than ever. Um you, you know, our kind of music, it doesn't matter what your politics are, what your religion is, there's right. a positive message there that we all feel at some time and all strive to feel at some time. So what, tell me this. Um, you're still producing, writing. What is it like to be in a life of Charles' beautiful music? What is it, what, when you wake up, give us your, your average day. Well, my every day starts with meditation. Every single day really? starts with wow. Yeah, every day starts with meditation, and um, then you know I vary. I, I had to learn the business side of it, even though my, my background is a degree in economics. I never thought it would come into play. So you know both. <laughs> but I, I like to compartmentalize. I like to deal with people, and I'm very close to my family, and. Um, you know, Coco gets a part of every interview. He had to make his piece. Like, he's here now. He's quiet. <laughs> every interview I do, he wants to let him know, hey, 
I'm I'm with Daddy. I'm with Daddy. So you know, right, he, right. he makes me do better interviews. And uh, it's okay. just every day I want to improve. I want to learn something. Right. And right. I you know want what? to I want to put smiles on people's faces, including my own. Right. And you know, it's funny you say that. My motto is to be better than I was the day before. Seriously. And that's a beautiful that's motto. Without beating and yourself sure. up about it. Just let it happen. Of course. Know? Right, right. You know what? I don't take life too serious because you know what? It is what it is. Charles, you know what? What? You've worked with the great, you know, we're going to get into the Dion War, everything. You, George Benson. Tell me something. Who have you worked with? Who have it? Who is it that you, you want to work with that you haven't? Shaka Khan. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that almost came about Shaka. a couple of times, and we know each other, and, and it, it, right. it, it, I'm, st- I'm still going to make that happen sometime. I'm going to allow that to happen. It's, it's going to happen. And you know what? You know what? Charles and I, we're in that same age bracket, okay? I may be a little bit older than he is, but Shaka Khan. Back, I grew up. We grew up with Shaka Khan. I grew up. We are Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan is one of the amazing R&B when she was with Rufus. Blah 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 blah. And she's still doing it. She's still doing it. And like Charles, you are a real producer. And you know what? It's people like you. They're hard to find. Like when you said, like, I'll sit down. And think of something, play play a chord or something, or write something. You have worked with the best, the best, the best Grammy, Grammy nominated, Grammy winners, legends. You were the one. You know what? Charles is one of the most humble people. I'm arrogant, but you have done so much. And like, what would be the ultimate for you? like life and life to like, Oh, you know what? I did this. I'm complete. What would, what would that be? Never, nothing, nothing. Right now we're working on a book about my story and experiences called we made them dance. Um, what Romano was doing and, um, it's being developed into a screenplay and it we're putting the founders group together to, to get the initial budgets to do that. And the, the screenplay is going to be written by Robert P. Johnson. And the way that came about is they said, well, who would you like to write it? The best music biopic I have ever seen, bar none, was The Temptations. Because oh, you had five absolutely. different personalities. You had all these stories. You had a lot of sadness and tragedy. But you know something? At the end of those four hours, all you could remember, I got sunshine. And I reached right. out to Robert. He, he saw the treatment, and he said, I'm down. He said, I'm I'm down. And, you know, again, about artists, Greg, you know, we talk about each other um, and things that you like. I know you're a big watch guy. And and I met this right. wonderful guy, yeah. Alexander Mearson, Mearson Watches. You can right. go. He designs right. his own right. custom-made watch. He's an artist. I want to I wanna expose his product. Denise Cooperman, uh, Cooperman right. Art, Denise Cooperman Artist. Go check her out. Right. The, the wonderful painting right. she did of Joe Namath that you fell in love with. Oh, I so got I want to oh, help. I want to help artists. And I want young people, I, 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 you know, the things I say to Joe Namath and, and George, the greatest thing we can give people is hope, especially now. Right. Give people hope. That's why movies like right. Rocky do so well and even Anton Fisher and, you know, uh, right. uh, Rudy and those things. Right. Give people hope. You can do it. 
you, the only time right. you can't do it is if you quit. That's the right. only time you can't right. do it. And, and guys, listen, I'm going to play this song called If I Let Myself Go. Um, this is Dionne Warwick and Chuck Jackson. And guys, I want I don't like to, I, I never apologize for things, but I'm, I had, I am fortunate to do this interview with Charles. And I'm sorry that the quality of music that I'm playing doesn't, you guys can see Charles live at some point. Well, you, Greg, excuse me, you're teasing them so they can go to YouTube and they can go to CD Baby <laughs> and, and they can get it. So you tease them. They'll get, don't forget, hey, Greg, don't, you remember when we used to listen to little transistor radios and little one speakers? Right, you know? right, <laughs> so, right. So, you know, and, and it had to come true. And, you know, to this day when I mix a song, when I when I know the final mix is right, that's how I hear it on a little mono one speaker. And if, if it comes through for me there, I know I got the mix. Right. Guys, this is Dion Warwick and Chuck Jackson, If I Let Myself Go. Well, stay tuned.
You're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, here at G Radio, New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music, the music for your soul. And if you guys are just tuning in, I got the amazing, prolific singers, producers, songwriter, that guy, Charles, beautiful music, Wallace. Charles, now, let me ask you this. Dion Warwick. I've heard many stories. I met her once. She dismissed me. Tell me, what is it like working with someone like Dion Warwick? I'll get to Chuck Jackson afterwards. Let's talk about Dion. Okay. Well, first of all, that song was brought to me as a demo by Chuck. And I said, you know, right. he said, what do you th- think about a duet? And we, I said, yeah. And I arranged the parts for male and female. And he knew Dion from the separate days. So. I reached out for her, and you know, I, you hear a lot of stories from different people, but to, for me working with her, she was great. She was just wonderful. Really, really? knows the studio because she's, see, what you got to, young people out there, if you're listening, if you want to sing, it's great to perform live. It's different than a recording. Learn that studio. You want to be a singer, go in and intern the studio, go for coffee, do whatever you want, volunteer, work around a recording studio, watch the process. And she has wow. been doing that for many years. Her and Sissy Houston and her, her sister Dee Dee sang background on everything. Yeah, I mean, Whitney, right. she told me Whitney at nine years old, eight years old, would, would sleep in the studios, you know, when, when they were there right. doing that. And Whitney absorbed all that. That's why she was such a great studio singer as well. Um, so, right. you know, Dion uh, <laughs> was great with me. That's all I can say. Okay, let's talk about Chuck Jackson. I don't know much about Chuck. Tell us about Chuck Jackson. His voice well, is amazing. You know, you, you, you mentioned Burt Bacharach. Chuck had his first really kind of semi-R&B hit any day now. And before right. that, he had right. I Don't Want to Cry. Great soul singer. Right. Um, I saw Chuck, you know, at the Brooklyn Fox when I was a kid. Always admired him. Great entertainer. And um, we had met at the Beach Music Awards when O.C. Smith won everything. And Chuck and I were on a plane going home together. He and his late wife, Helen. And we talked, and I wrote a song called for him called um, How Long Have You Been Loving Me? That was a hit. And and we got to work together, and the Dion thing took place. And just for example, at the end of that song, Chuck, there were no punches on that song. He held that note for 23 seconds straight out. Uh, and, wow. and one of the truly great soul singers. So, uh, you know, and, and again, part of history. And these are guys that, uh, you know, treasures, really. Right. Now, you know, like, you you know what, Grammy, you're that Grammy guy. I think, I know people say, I look at what's out there today, today's music. And to me, I know, you know, I don't know the business like you, but Grammy is not about quality of music. I think Grammy it's supposed is about to be. politics. I'm a lifetime voting member, and the bylaws say that you are supposed to vote regardless of sales or anything else, and it became very commercialized over the last 15 years, and I could go on and on about that subject, but it's not just what you say. And the right. show's ratings go down and down because it's just a mishmash. There's no continuity. Um, I mean, right. you play Smokey Robinson at the Quiet Storm. You play the great Smokey right. Robinson. I was at the Grammys in New York, and Michael Jackson came out and did Man in the Mirror with the Boys Choir of Harlem and kicked, and the winner 
of the Grammy that year was Smokey for a song called Just to See Her, written by Just my partner, one of my partners. You're right, yeah. Jimmy George, who I produced right. many of his songs on George Benson, on Ronnie Lamar, on O.C. Smith, a great writer. So, um, you know, there again, it's about the song. And, you know, there's, there was a, a little girl uh, when we were in Houston. O.C. was in for a big TV show, won an award, and uh, the disc jockey and radio personality, TV, Wash Allen and Judy Faustin. They mm-hmm. said, would you come after dress rehearsal to our friends, a little suburb of Houston? You know, so we O.C. and I went there, and the gentleman said, I'd like my daughter to come and sing. This cute little 12-year-old girl sang, and she was <laughs> tremendous. And we tried to, uh, you know, do something for her for that age, and it didn't work out. The father was challenging to deal with, to say the least. And that girl was Beyonce. That girl was Beyonce. And um, wow, you know, wow, yeah, yeah. And, and to me, I would like to see Beyonce have her own killer ballad, her own original song, because again, if you walk down the street in Manhattan, right, wait, go right outside, and a hundred people pass by, ask them to name two or three Whitney Houston songs, you get a pretty big percentage of do that. Right. Beyonce, they know her, but really, how many songs could the general public name? You know, uh, especially people over 50 or something like that, which is the bulk right. of the population. So, right. you know, again, going back to that song and the artist and what people think is cool because they hear it on the radio. When we were listening to music, if you heard it on the radio, it was already a hit. It was already a monster. Right. You know, you had to go right. through. Yeah. Right. But na- nowadays, it, a lot of politics got involved. And it's it's coming back, though. It's coming back to the artistry. Right. Now, you think what you think Beyonce is amazing. What do you think about and uh, Charles, I don't want to put you on on the spot, but you are one of the greats, all right. And you know voices, and you work with the best. I there's mixed reviews about Beyonce. Beyonce, whether I hear these stories about she's really not a great singer, blah 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 blah. As a singer's producer, what is your feeling on? Well, I got to say, if I produced her, I think you'd think she's a great singer. And I'm throwing bouquets at myself. Again, you got to give her the song. You can do and, that. And the, you can yeah, do that. well, you got to <laughs> She can do it. She's great. I mean, the thing is, when when she did the uh, Etta James tune, you know, from from uh, Cadillac, whatever it was, right, uh, right, she right, did a fabulous right. job, but then it was Etta's song. You know, get right. get an original yeah. killer ballad. The ballads are what, like, you get a killer ballad, you're known forever, because those songs live forever. And right. that's what and, I, I and I know she can do it. I mean, she has she was she was 12 years old. She was great to me. But again, you know, if you don't have the vehicle, you kind of suppress the talent. And you know what, guys? You know what? Right now we got nine nine point five million viewers in six countries. Now, guys, listen, Beyonce, Jay Z, if you guys are listening. Get at Charles Waller. Get at Charles Beautiful Music Waller because it's about quality. Quality. I am not a Beyonce fan, but if you can produce it, it can be done. It can. Well, it she can, can produce it. Done. Anybody, anybody could. You know, if if you go into that real stuff, I mean, you know, um, she's she's got she's got every, everything going for, her, but she's got a great voice. You'll never know that. And again. Like I said, if a great jockey is not riding a thoroughbred, even if they're winning the race, what does it mean? Nothing. Not one thing. Because the competition wasn't so great. That's all it means. Right. 
So what's tell me something, Charles. What's next for you? Well, again, working on the book and the movie because that will bring out a lot of our catalog stuff that if people over the world are familiar with. There's some great songs that um, have yet to really get their focus. I want people to know George better but as much as they know him. He's touring Europe right now and selling out all right. over the place. I want people to know O.C. better, Cuba, all the people I've worked with. And then we'll proceed from there, you know, and keep making great music that people will remember by. I mean, so many people have written to me, this was a wedding song. This was, you know, I wrote two songs for my daughter's wedding called My Daughter and a Special Kind of Love. That was Dad's First Dance. We want to put together maybe a wedding compilation of, of those songs. So you have, I, I mean, think about it. What song have, can you think of that's been written for a father to a daughter to play at a wedding? It hasn't. Been. We got them. It's a song called oh. My Daughter by Daryl Toops. You can go to YouTube, right. Daryl Toops, My Daughter. Okay. And, you know, wow. things like that, things that'll last. The, 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 you right. know, classic. opera's been around what? How many years is opera around? Six, seven, eight hundred? Who knows? But it's classics. Yes. Oh, yeah. Classics, right? And Charles, and you know, to be a to be someone like you, I've always, you know, I don't envy anyone, but being in the music business, you know, I, you know, I can do what I do, but for you, you like you, you make the magic happen. You make the magic happen, and that to me, I, I, you know, I bow down. That is amazing that you make and you're doing it. And I'm guys. Let me tell you, Charles is the most humble person I've ever known. Right now, I'm sure he's sitting in a ten million dollar house in the Hamptons. I mean, that's not that's quite, not okay. quite, not quite. And, okay, and you know something. I'd be, I'd be in, I'd be in one room. I'd be in one room with Coco and be happy as long as I can make the music. I don't <laughs> care about that stuff. Charles, you, I mean, you. I can't wait till the book comes out in the movie. And the movie, and I know it would be all that, all that. You know, guys, when I played the the bad quality of the music that you heard, the songs are great, but the quality, because I had some audio issues, I want you guys to go and buy it at CD Baby. And just go buy it. Just go buy it and listen to it. Well, listen it's, to it at YouTube. If, see if you like it, then, then go get it. But but I, I'm sure. I don't sure care if you like it or not. If, just buy it. <laughs> if if you're I listening to Greg Lasseter's show, it's your kind of music. I can tell you that. Exactly. But you know what? I'm gonna post some things. This is how I do things. I got over. I, I got a lot of people on my social media, and people like me. I don't know why, but they like me. I'm like, well, you're good. You're good at what you do. And Greg, even though you do a lot of things, the one thing I know about you, you only do it if you believe in it, and that's why the sincerity comes through. And that's the way I feel about you. my music. The sincerity. And Charles, you. Thank you so much, but Charles, I am. I gotta say this. I'm happy. I'm glad you've been patient because you know I'm doing a million things. That we actually are sitting here doing this interview. I mean, because I, I've done a lot of interviews with some famous people, and in the music business, but none. And I can say this with sincerity: as humble, as humble as you are. I mean. Just the quality of the music you produce, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, my life is music, and I am, and I'll tell you guys this, I am so fortunate that I can sit here with this guy, and we're going to do great things together. Tell us about the golf tournament that's coming up with your name. 
Yes, it's it's in September, September 11th and 12th. You can go to joenamath.org, joenamath.org. And the the foundation, the Joe Namath Foundation, helps traumatic brain injury, which you know a lot of athletes and regular people suffer from, and children's right. charities. So you can participate or give a donation. We get about 50 Hall of Famers at the golf tournament from a lot of football, but all sports, a lot of celebrities. And it's a fun thing, and Joe appears personally. And if you're going to attend, let Greg know or let me know, and I'll make sure right. to introduce you to everybody you want to meet. But it's a, it's a good cause, and it's 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 uh you know again when you help children, and you meet some of the people that have accomplished things and are humble as well, that you know we got to give back, you know that's we Absolutely. we got to give back. That's Everybody needs a break. Absolutely. So I'm gonna say this to you, Charles. Tell us, tell me something that no one knows about you. Just me and like. Nine million other people. <laughs> Tell me something that is dear to you, you and your heart. Um, mm, the music, really. <laughs> I, I mean, my friends know me well, and and you know me well. I mean, it's it's right. that family. Right. Family is very very important. And um, one thing my dad always taught me: compassion. Cap compassion for people. That doesn't mean, right. you know, you got to put up with people or every, everybody's right. got their own journey and things like that sometimes. But if somebody irritates you, whatever, just walk away. You know, I've, I've learned right. to be mellow. Growing up in Brooklyn and things like that was a different ball game. But, but you learn, and that's where the meditation comes in and the stillness because, you know, people fight over religion and this and that. We all come from one source, whatever you want to call it. You know, whatever you right. want to call it, we come from one. And that one created all of us, everything on this planet, out of love. And that's what we should emulate and practice. Um, right. So that, that is dear to me. And I like to see people get along. And too many people, you know, fight over politics and this and that. It, come on. You know, we all have common ground. We all right. hurt. We, right. You cut us all open. We all have the same thing right. you know we we all have uh, you know and so let's let's try to pay it forward and let's try to be compassionate a smile sometimes even when we're a little annoyed with somebody a smile can diffuse a whole lot of things and set us on a whole new energy course it it really does it really does and like like Charles, i live my life like this keep it simple keep it simple Keep exactly. That's what they used to tell us in football. Keep it simple. You know, right. it's still Keep execution. It Keep it right. simple. Don't don't complicate it. So tell us about, like, you know, this is what I don't know about you. You were a quarterback. Tell us about yes. that. Tell us about that. Well, it was it was one thing. It what what I found out the best thing I could do about eight or nine years old was throw a football. So I kind of really got into that and developed those skills. And I played at a high school level and a college level. Then I got hurt, and um, I worked for the New York Giants in my teenage years. Uh, Wyatt Tittle was my mentor, taught me a lot of things. And then wow, you know, I was I was around Hank Stram, uh, coached me for a week, a great coach in the Kansas City Chiefs. Then I met Joe. So I, I said I got a chance to be, be what, a, what it was like to win a Super Bowl without getting sacked, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it was fun. It taught me a lot of discipline because when, when you're playing at the, the school level, you know, you're not getting paid and your friends are running around laughing at you and 
you're practicing in camp and it, it was grueling. And, and the only one that could motivate you way before you got to the coach was yourself to be in shape and to do what you're doing. So it was a great form of discipline. I find a lot of the people that I've worked with in music who have that kind of background is a camaraderie and an and excellence that they, they strive for. Right. You know what guys right now, um, Again, I want to apologize for the audio on this, but I'm I got a music great on in the studio with me. I'm getting ready to play a song, and this is you know I, I used to pride myself um, on knowing music, on knowing music, and I'm gonna play this song called Lifetime Guarantee. And when we come back from listening to the song, I've never even heard of Ronnie Lamar, and and you will explain to us beach music. How about that? You got it. The first time I saw you, I was able
Classic soul and R&B music. The music for your soul, and guys, you know what? I got that dude. I got that producer that everybody needs to work with. I got that songwriter, Charles. Beautiful music, Waller. Charles, <laughs> let's talk about this. Um, Ronnie Lamar. He has an amazing voice. I have to say to you, Charles. I've never. I don't know who he is. Tell me. Tell us about. It, it, this is this is a great story. First of all, about that song, that was written by Jimmy George, who wrote Just to See It for Smokey Robinson and I'll Always right. Love You for Taylor Dane. Well, Ronnie and I were, were uh, bandmates as teenagers, and that's how we made our, our money. You know, and then I went into to football as kids. Ronnie was a great singer. And um, when I had Bachelors 3, he came back to see me and says, why don't you produce me and this and that. He was on his own as a solo artist. And a great performer. When I tell you an electric performer, this guy, amazing, and an amazing voice. So it was, we were doing it, soul music was popular, and he was a soul singer, and he's a Caucasian guy. And that time, no. before the corporations took no. over, yeah, 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 yeah. And before the no. corporations took over, the big hits were, well, they used to call it black radio then. That's where they were coming right. from. And he got his first record deal with Brunswick Records, Jackie Wilson, the Shy Lights, Tyrone Davis. And I wrote and produced a song for him called Love Came. That was a hit. And we did an album together called You Mean the World to Me, Sweetheart, for Brunswick. I'll never forget. We walk in the studio, and there was the Shy Lights and Jackie Wilson and Tyrone Davis. And then Ronnie went on to do a lot of live performances. He was in such demand all over the world. And um, so he was doing that more than his recording thing. And I went more into the recording side. And then we reconnected again. And he's one of my dearest and best friends till this day, a great human being, great singer, and uh, a phenomenal entertainer. So, you know, you see that the, one of the threads that we all have is, is this loyalty towards each other and this camaraderie. Right. Now, now, okay, I have to say this. You know what, Charles, I can't sing for shit. Yes, I said, I can't sing for shit. <laughs> That's okay. You love music. You know That's what? the main thing. I do love music. But you know what, Charles? I, before I die, I will not only sing, because we do, they can make my voice be anybody, but I want you to produce a song for me. We'll it's work it out. We'll get some training. We'll, we'll pick a song that you like that you feel. That's the main thing. A song that you feel. Right an affinity for, and it'll come out. We'll get it done. You, and Charles, you know what, Charles? I, I really, I have to say this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. No, thank you, because you know what? People like you, I've met, I've dealt with a lot of um, producers, like songwriters, and like 
you have made the Grammy the Grammy. There's no one, and I say this sincerely, there's no one that you are that guy that produce and write beautiful music and you know it and humble. You know, I've met so many people that one hit wonders, blah, 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 blah. And they're like arrogant, arrogant. And I've had so many people on this show, and I can say this sincerely, and people will tell me, people will tell you. Charles, beautiful music, Waller, you are so humble. And you've worked with the best. You've worked with the best. What keeps you real, man? Uh, that's the way I was raised, and that's the way it is. We're no better than anybody else, and nobody's better than us. But you see, I think growing up, I had a lot of great people to emulate, the Arif Mardans, the, the Barry Gordys, the Gamble Huffs. And so what happens is when people don't have that, they, they don't have a role model to follow, they follow these other people. Nowadays, you know, these guys, they write songs. It takes like seven people to write a song. And, and the production <laughs> credits – they give are not real producers. I do it from A to Z like I was taught, like the great ones did. you got to pick the key, right. the musicians, and I'm blessed to work with some of the best on the planet, the arranger. You have to do that all. You can't just say, well, I'm a producer. No. Right. That, that, that's that's not going to come out. That's you, you might get lucky here and there, but you're right. not going to have a career. Now, let me ask you this, Charles. And again, I, have to put you, I don't mean to put you on blast. Now, you're that music guy. You're that true music guy. And tell me, or tell our, my listeners, you you listen to all kinds of music, old yeah. school, new school. So who, in your opinion, if you can say this, is overrated? As far as what, Today. Greg? Music. As far, who do you think is overrated? That's making a lot of money. I, I couldn't say because, like I said, it's a tough business, and if they succeed, they have to have some talent. And I think the people that pick good songs, I admire them for picking good songs. And if they're successful, they they got to work hard. So you know, I can't I can't really say. <laughs> hey guys, you know what? Charles Beautiful Music Waller for president. That was a seriously political, amazing answer. Seriously. That right there. It's the way I that, feel, though. I it's it. truly the way I feel. <laughs> okay, let me let me let me say this to you. Um, R and B, R and B music. You, you know, you know, done. Who do you, in your opinion, modern day? I'm not talking about rap or hip hop. Who do you think modern day right now is a balladeer in R and B music? I can't think of anybody. There was wow. a guy, Luke James, that I've heard, but he never really had a crossover major hit. I think John Legend does a, a solid job, um, you know, but I can't really think of that guy that was like a Lou Rawls or, you know, a Teddy Pendergrass or, you know, just kept right. cranking it out. Have you had, like, Lou Rawls' wife, uh, Nina? I'm best friends with her. Lou Rawls was an amazing vocalist, writer, I would have loved to have heard you write something for Lou Rawls. I mean, seriously. Well, he, he was he was great. And O.C. and he were good friends, and they were kind of close, uh, you know, with that, that deep baritone voice. And, and Lou was a great guy. He was he was a friend and just a, just a nice gentleman. Right. Um, record, now, tell me this. You work with a lot of record labels. 
Um, you mentioned earlier in this interview, Clive Davis. Clive Davis. I've heard mixed stories about, I mean, I had an artist um, on the Sony record label, uh, Katia Granola, who Sony was after. Clive Davis. Tell me. I mean, I mean, I want to say tell me. There's a lot of people. He gave Whitney Houston $35 million. As a, how, how does, how does Clive Davis receive, in your opinion, as in the music business? Well, he's been successful. You know, you can't argue with that. For many decades, all different genres, he had a knack of picking songs, and, and he went with the talent. Clive would find a producer, a sound that he'd like, and he'd give them a shot. And, um, you know, he, he just he just went with it, and he uh, he was beyond just an executive. He, he kind of related to the music, and I think that's why he's, he's excelled for such a long period of time. Okay, Charles, tell me this. If you had to tell up-and-coming singers, songwriters, producers, what advice can you give them? Practice your craft. Be willing to sacrifice it. I'll tell you this. People asked me one time in an interview, what about the money, the fame, and all that? If you do it for those reasons, it ain't going to happen because this is a dedication. People say, do you like your job? That's like asking a, a minister or a priest. It's a, it's a vocation. It's it's not a job. You got to give your all to it, man, and you sacrifice. And you got to have mm-hmm. blinders on, and you can't quit. And don't let anybody else tell you what you believe. You believe what you believe. The only people that will be your barometer of success are those fans out there. That's it. Right. They're the and, professionals. Because you know what they follow you. They like being a producer. You know what. I think producers, songwriters, are the most underrated people in the industry. And being that, they're the people behind the scenes. And, you know, I see, I listen to you. I mean, do you think that's kind of hard being in the music business? Well, again, it's got to be the fortitude. No, I, I don't like, you know, a lot of my friends, a lot of times it's kind of in, interrupting when we're having dinner and people ask them for their autographs and stuff. But, you know, the, you, you're gracious to everybody. So I kind of like the role I am. But you take somebody like Frank Sinatra or Elvis and everything, they always gave the writers credit. They always gave the creative. The, the great ones always did. So, you know, but you don't do it for that. You just do it for the success right. of. Of, of a team effort winning winning the game and winning the game is making people happy. You know the great feeling you go to any country in the world and because they heard your music, they know you. You have a friend or friends. So oh, that's your reward. What's the most amazing place you've been to? Oh, they've they've all been amazing. Um every every place is amazing. In the US and Japan and Europe and Italy, France, uh Scandinavia. They're all great people. There's great people all over. And the UK, you know, they appreciate good music. And, and it's, again, you connect with the music. There are no language barriers when people people get it. And I, I find, um, you know, O.C. Smith told a great story in one of his sermons. He said a man walked up to uh, the gates of a city. And he said, uh, how are the people in this town? And the, the the sage at the gate said to him, well, how were the people in the last time you left? He said, oh, they were quarrelsome, they were troublesome. They were. He said, well, that's how the people are here. 
And a day later, another gentleman came up to the same sage at the same gate of the same city and uh, said, sir, how were the people in this town? He said, well, how were the people where you left? He said, oh, they were wonderful. They were peaceful. They were just loving. He said, well, that's how you find the people here. So it's your consciousness that, you know, everything that happens to you happens through you. And I take responsibility for my life. Uh, that doesn't mean I beat myself up about it. You give it a shot. And it's not, you know, you, you just learn, you move on and you watch your habits and watch your patterns. When you find something you like, stick with it. Right. And you know, Charles, I want to thank you. You're amazing. You're amazing. And Charles, you guys, you know what? We're up to 11 million right now in some country. I want to tell you guys this. Charles, beautiful music water. I can't think for shit, but I'm going to have him write and produce a song, and I'm going to fucking sing it. I'm just, I'm going to sing it. I'm going to, and I can't. Greg, you're determined, you're determined you will, and you know what? It'll be one of the great fulfilling experiences of your life, and you you live your dreams every day, and that's all I encourage everybody to do. Charles, you know what? So do you, and I am thankful that I know, Charles, you, we, we met through a mutual friend, and Charles has been persistent, and I love it. People that see, I'm not, I'm not as great as you, but you're humble, and I love the persistence that you kept hanging in there with me, and I appreciate that because you know what, you work with some of the great, and you're still working with great people, and I really, 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 really thank you so much for even doing this. I know you're busy and. Things like that. Oh, anytime, because Greg, we're reaching, we're reaching folks all over the place, and you know something? I just want to give tribute to these great people that I've worked with. I'm just part of the team, and the producer is like a quarterback. So I guess I've been trained for it for a long time. Um, you know, you call the plays and you get it together, and it's a team effort. You celebrate. And the main thing is to make the fans happy, to give them a memory. And you know what? I'm gonna be making tomorrow's memories today. Absolutely. So, Charles, let me ask you this, though. What is something that you always wanted to do that you've never done that you're going to do? Mm, I, I can't, I'm doing it. <laughs> you know, that's all. I don't, <laughs> I don't say, gee, I wish, you know. You know, they say it's done unto you as you believe, not as you wish. I want to get this book and movie done um, because it'll be another vehicle for music and then other movies that we can do music to because when you attach the vi- a, a video to a you know, a visual to a song, it's meaningful. And so, you know, it's just another way of getting, getting the stuff out there, getting the music out there. And that's what I love to do. I love being in the studio. I love you know, a lot of times when my artists are performing, I go sit way in the back and just watch this way. I can see the whole audience and how they react to different songs. Wow. And I enjoy wow. watching them enjoy the music. Wow. Hey, Charles, I, I really, I appreciate and I thank you. And as soon as this production, we're live at G Radio New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music, the music for your soul. And this is one, guys, you know I've done a lot of interviews, and I've never said this before. This is one of the best that I have. I have a legend. I have a legend. I have a legend. And I tell you people, a legend is never about the artist. The legend is about the person who either wrote it or produced it. And I got that legend. I got that legend. He blessed us. 
and Charles, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate the opportunity anytime. And, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of projects together to help fulfill not only our dreams, but isn't it nice that we help other people fulfill their dreams? And, again, we give them hope and inspiration. You can do it, folks. You can do it. Whatever you want. You know, you want to make Charles well and Greg Lasseter happy tonight. That thing that you've been putting off trying to do and saying, I wish I could, go out and do it today. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't say, I'm going to do it in the morning. Put it in your mind tonight. They say, you know, think positive. No. Feel positive, then you'll think positive, and then it'll it'll emerge. It'll come to form. You do Trust, it. Don't take Trust my that. word for it, folks. Take You do no, it do and take, see if it happens. No, 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 Charles, no. It, see, it first comes about receiving it. And, yes, take his word for it. I believe it. I do it. I live it. He does it. He lives it. So if he does it and I do it, then it must be right. Just live it. Don't put it off. Procrastination is the worst. Live That's it. That's right. Live your dream, people. Live your dream. You can only achieve what your mind believes. You heard it here first. Charles, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will call you after the show. Guys, you're here. You're here at the quiet for Greg Lasseter and that guy. Charles, beautiful music, Muller. That's his thing. Well, That's his name. That's his thank you, name. Greg. That's his middle name. I want. No, I want to you. thank all the great, the great fans, and let's stay in touch. Again, you could reach CD, CD Baby, go Dion Warwick, Chuck Jackson, Cuba Gooding, OC Smith, Ronnie Lamar, George Benson, um, and we hope to be coming. We not hope. We will be bringing you more and more and more. And please listen to this wonderful show because here is a man that is keeping this music alive. And, like, we want to inspire people. He inspires us to do it. So let's all support it, and we got more to do. And, Charles, you know what? It's funny when we talk. Guys, Charles, beautiful music, Walter. Do you know what, guys? Everybody knows me by Greg Lassner. My first name is Charles. Charles Gregory Lassner II. So, guys, we are keeping it real. Hey, Charles, I will be in touch with you. I'm going to, we're, we're coming, we're running out of time. Give me, give us your last words. My last words are my first words. And that my is, I'm going to leave you with it. this. I'm leaving you with this. The music is in your soul. Everything you do is in your soul. So make it your smorgasbord of life. You prepare it. You're the chef. If there's ingredients that come on your plate or in your kitchen that you don't like, don't don't go crazy and throw it around the room. Just move on. Just move on. Try to be in peace. Now, that doesn't mean it's always going to happen. Life is not a straight line. Make those valleys not as deep and just keep going. Just keep those peaks coming, and you'll be fine. And, and again, stop sometimes. Be quiet. Let it go. Sometimes life can be challenging, and people in our lives can be challenging. They're there for a lesson, okay? Don't react. Don't react to people that will take you out of your peace. And remember that constantly. Center yourself. Come back to center. Get those clear signals from the universe. Because we only have finite minds. But the universe has all we need, and it wants to give it to us. Wow. You know what? 
I receive that because sometimes I get out of my character. You see, you see me on social media because I don't give a shit. <laughs> you see me, and, and I receive that. Thank you so much, guys. Charles, I want to thank you. You're amazing, 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 amazing. And you know what? I'll get. I'll be in touch with you after the show, and we'll talk. All right, guys. I look forward to it. At the quiet. Thank storm you. With Greg Glasses. Thank you, Charles. You're amazing. And guys. I'm going to leave you with this song. Keep your head to the sky. Charles, we'll be in touch. Thanks, brother. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye.